0: I woke up, and it was cold outside, and the snow was coming down. I felt kind of chilled and and achy. And I thought, what could make me feel better inside? And so I made myself a nice, warm cup of chicken broth. Did you guys see them play hockey last night? Man, it was ridiculous. They looked like a bunch of ballerinas out there, just finessing, and it's like they were here, they were there. They were everywhere. It was amazing, yeah inspired me this morning to get out of bed. Thought, what would chicken broth do? And get up and get dressed. Alright. How are you? How are you guys? Everybody's feeling good? Everybody enjoy the snow? How many, it's your first time you've been in the snow when it's actually snowing? Wow, what a treat, huh? Did you catch one on your tongue? Who did a snow angel? Yeah? I did a snow circle. How, how many of you built a snowman? How many of you sung the song from Frozen while building the snowman? Yeah. Me too. All right. I I got to take a second. I was, uh, I was overwhelmed last night. And I, I went back to my room and just sat for a few minutes with God and was like, whew. So people have asked me before. They said, "You know, when you give that response to the gospel and you ask people to stare, are you embarrassed that nobody's there?" And my answer is like, "No," because it has nothing to do with me. I'm just obedient to open my mouth and share the good news of Jesus, God's work that He does in our lives. So glory to Him for man. We pop, He populated heaven a little bit more last night. So. Praise God. Praise God for that. Well, today we want to talk a little bit about man, how can we walk well with with the Lord. How can we make the way I see things and the way I see life and make my decisions the way that that Jesus sees? Them, okay. And so, when I was a freshman in high school, there became a point where I couldn't see the whiteboard have tablets and Chromebooks and cool things like you guys have now. Our monitors for our computers on high school weighed eighty-seven pounds. Okay? And it just had these green letters that come on the screen. And our 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 video games were like this green dot that would go and then these other green dots would explode. We were it was delayed. Okay. But we had the whiteboard up there and some of my classes even had some chalkboards and I couldn't see them anymore. I couldn't read them anymore because my vision was changing. I could see up close, no problem. I could read. I, I could tell you right now, no problem. Your, your hat's black. See? I can see great. And so I, I could no problem. But far away, I couldn't see. And the line, it just looked like squiggly lines, and I couldn't see at all. So my parents, they took me to the eye doctor, and sure enough, I needed glasses so I could see far away and, and read. And my parents always provided us with the best they could. They always did the best they could. But we were in a position in life, I grew up really pretty poor. Really poor, and so, uh, and we didn't have health insurance, and so this was coming out of my parents' pocket. And so the the selection of glasses that I got to choose from, like four, and they were in this you know separate room, back in the storage room in a bin on the bottom. And those are the ones my parents could afford. And I've seen some of you wearing glasses this weekend, and you guys all look sharp. You all look stylish. You look cool. You wear them well. But when I put on these glasses. I looked like my wedding picture. I, I, I didn't look good at all, and I just sank inside. And I remember the, the lady that was helping me out. She said, hey there, handsome. And I could tell in her voice she meant, I know it too, buddy. And I just didn't look good in them. And and, and someone else maybe would have looked good in those. I don't know. But I didn't look good in them. And because of that, I didn't feel comfortable with my glasses. I didn't feel confident. So when I got to school, guess what I didn't do? I didn't wear them. I kept them in my bag. a long, long time. I, I tried sitting in the front row, and I didn't like that because i always got like hold on, so I moved back to the back. And then finally I realized, you know what, it, it's more important to If I put on sunglasses, I'm going to see things what, a darker, right? If I, if I put on those 3D glasses, what am I going to see? Ooh, ooh, right? That was my impersonation of 3D movie. If I put on um, um, bifocals, I've got this multi thing going on, right? If I put glasses on that aren't made for me, what happens? What happens? It's blurry, right? so many times us as Christians we're putting on the world biblical view. We're putting on the world glasses that the world would have and we're looking through it through the lens and it just doesn't seem right because it's not for us. God's vision is what's for us. That wasn't made for us any longer. So, For those of you who gave your life to Christ and the things of this world aren't for you, now you're a child of God. Alright, so I'm going to, we're going to do a little bit of thing, a little bit of an exercise this morning. We're going to split you up into some groups, and we've got some big, huge honking papers back there, okay? And we're going to hand those out. Did Brian leave? Okay. Can, can you in the back help me with this? Okay. So we're going to split up into, before we do, nobody move, I want to split up into three groups on this side, and three groups on this side, okay? And we're going to give you a sharpie, and then we. And I need a counselor to say, I'm in charge of this group. Can you do that? So, and you just take the bull by the horns and be the leader of that group. And then once you're kind of split in your groups, you got your paper and your pen, I'm going to give you some scripture. And listen up. This is what I want you to do as a scripture, and, and the counselor is going to help you lead through this. I want you to write those scripture reference on top of the paper. Then I want you to read the scripture together, and the counselor's going to walk you through this, and we're going to say, what action in this verse is God telling us to do, okay? Then I want you to spend some time unpacking that and saying, okay, we know what he's telling us to do. What are some practical ways in our life that we can do this? How can we do this? You guys got that? Pretty easy. Okay, so here comes the paper. And there's some Sharpies back there. Did you find the box of Sharpies okay too? Hope oh, you got them. Good. So let's go. One, two, three, four, like four rows per group looks like maybe about Three to four four rows. Let's go four rows per group, see how that works out. And how to practically live out that action. What do you do to accomplish that? How does that look? You guys can stand up, move around, get in your groups, pull your groups together here. Okay, on this side right here, front group. You're first Peter 5-8. First Peter 5.8. Next group, Simon Peter. Simon Peter, your scripture. 2 Chronicles seven 2 Chronicles seven fourteen. Back group, who's the back group back there? You guys are Second Corinthians four 2 Corinthians four eighteen. Front group right here, Colossians three one through two. Colossians three one and two. Middle group on this side, put your hand up. Who's the middle group? Middle group, you're Hebrews two. Hebrews. 12, 1 and 2, Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, that group back there, Proverbs 4, 25 through 27, Proverbs 4, 25 through 27, we're going to give you about 5 minutes or so, 5 to 10 minutes, can you hear me now, there we go, okay, so we get a couple more minutes here, finish up, when you're done, make uh, sure it's on the wall, it's got this little sticky on the back, if it's not on the wall already, put it on the wall, So just a couple more minutes, so finish up your thoughts that you're doing right now. Also, designate some spokespeople. We're going to come around to each group with a microphone, get two or three people to kind of share some things about what you talked about, okay, to go over with the group. You guys are the preachers this morning. All right, you got about 30 seconds left, 30 seconds left. Be ready to read your scripture tell us what the action is and tell us how we're going to live that out so get some people ready in your group all right let's wrap up what we're doing because i don't know about you but i could talk about one verse all day there's so much back in the good stuff in the god's word right so we could talk about one verse all day if we wanted to all right so go ahead and have a seat i this is cool You're going to be the speaker this morning. You get to be the speaker. So we're going to go around to each team here, each group. And I want you to share. So, Ryan, they're ready up here. Let's start up here. We'll work our way back. We'll go across and work our way up. How's that sound? Okay, so we're going to start here with this front group. We want you to read your scripture. We want you to tell us the action that you discovered and then, how do you live that out? How do you do that action that God's told us to do? Who's your spokesperson? The two of you. Okay, nice and loud. Let's get everyone's
1: attention. Mind thinking clearly and be sober minded so that we're not distracted by the things of this world. So, where's our focus? Is our focus on the devil, the lion, prowling around, looking for us, trying to tempt us into something? Because so you guys, if
0: you don't know this already in life, you, you, you need to know this. But you have an enemy here, and that enemy is the devil. And he knows his future. He knows what's in store for him, and that's destruction. That's eternity in hell. He wants to take you down. And once you're a believer, he, you've got salvation. He knows he can't destroy you, but boy, he sure can trip you up. He sure can put some stuff in your way. And you need to be aware that he's there watching, a good way to, to handle him is walk close with Jesus, right? Good. Very good. Did you guys learn something from that? Did you learn something? Good. Hey, first of all, I want to say, counselors, and uh, when I'm walking around, watching the uh, counselors and, and youth pastors go at it, that was a joy, the insight that you're just imparting onto these kids. And that means a lot to me, because you can't give somebody something that you don't have. So that tells me that you've got God's Word. So middle group, why don't you, who's your spokespeople?
1: So our verse was Second um, Corinthians 7.
0: Forgiveness is the key. You know that we have got people that have hurt us, people that have, have bumped into us in life, and and remain even in a healthy relationship with the Lord. A lot of times, we've got we are told to extend forgiveness to others. And I would say I always tell uh, even people at our church that it's like our mine and my wife's marriage. Now, when we one of us really messes it up and says something stupid, which is usually me, um, then there's a time to say I'm so sorry. I I'm please give me forgiveness but there's other times we kind of bump we, we're living life together we, we bump into each other and we're just living in this constant state of forgiveness I just automatically forgive my wife when she does something she didn't need to and just bumped into me if that makes sense you know and so we need to do that as a family of God too and extend that forgiveness because it builds into our healthy relationship as a body of Christ as a family and it builds into our relationship with, with Jesus too uh, and what's one thing you you used a word in there there's a word in the scripture what's one thing you need to extend forgiveness it starts with an humility, yes. Extending forgiveness takes humility, doesn't it? Proud, it's hard. But when you're humble and you're thinking of others before yourself, it's so much easier to do. What's next?
1: Our verse was 2 Corinthians 4.18. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. The things that are Seen are the Holy Spirit, God of heaven, Jesus' emotions, and angels.
0: Good job. Good job. Man, this makes me happy. doing look at my face. All right, that back group back there.
1: So our verses, Proverbs 4, 25, 27. Let your eyes look straight ahead and your, your eyelids right Do not turn to the right or to the left. Do not be distracted. And let God choose
0: your path. Very good. Good job. So, I I I want to zero in on one thing that you said real fast because it's something that's important to me. Is us as believers, us as followers of Jesus, as Christians. Okay? Says, turn turn your foot from evil, and you you said to flee from evil, right? And the Scripture even tells us uh, to flee from it. And because, I'll tell you why. and We're going to get to it in a little bit, too. It's not for us. If you're a follower of Jesus, it, it's not for us. So we don't go over to the, the sin pool, and, and it looks kind of attractive, because sin doesn't always look bad, does it? It looks good, and, and, and sometimes it's fun and pleasurable and enjoyable. We're, don't even, like, go, I'm just going to stick my big toe in to see what the water's like. Just, because then you're going to be like, oh, it's so warm. <laughs> I just put my foot in. And before you know it, man, you're doing cannonballs. All right? And so instead of that you see it and you go, not for me. Bam! And you're out of there. Because that's not in the name of Jesus. That's not glorifying to God. And it's not for us. Okay? So it's not for us. Alright, who's next? I I love a confident guy. Look at that. He's stepping right up, love it.
1: So for Wait,
0: read, read the verse first, though. Basically, oh,
1: Read
0: the whole verse? Yeah.
1: Yep. Let's in it, Therefore, so. since we were surrounded by so great a cloud of witness, let us lay also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, Look, uh, looking to Jesus, the founder of perfect, and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy and, that was set, him endured the cross despite despising the shame, and is set the, and is set it seated at the right hand of the throne of God. So, when it says lay aside every weight and sin, it says to past sin in your past. So, forget about the sins that you made in your past and run the race in with endurance. We thought, no matter the race, run it with God, and we to say. To, uh, to Jesus, stay focused on making Jesus a priority. And Jesus has endured, to the, uh, endured the cross despising the shame of race. Uh, that's what we thought when it said Jesus endured the cross. And what, what we thought is when he said he is seated at the right hand of
0: So I want to zero in on something you said because I, I feel like this is important, um, and this this is this is good what you 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 kind of pulled out of there uh, of leaving, leaving the past you know in the past. Um, like so, I I in the past I've helped uh, coach uh, my son's baseball team, and one thing we would tell them because there were some kids that if they made a mistake, and then you you came and you talked to them about it, you know, and you're you're coaching them, you're encouraging. Um, but they would think about it the rest of the game and then they just continue to make mistake after mistake after mistake after mistake and in fact the whole team started making mistake after mistake after mistake and so we would sit them down and tell them listen do you know who's thinking about your mistake after you make it and after we talk about it only you the coaches we've moved on, we're not we're not thinking about it at all. And that's the same thing with Jesus. He's forgiven of your sins. When you confess, the Bible says, he's faithful and just to forgive our sins. God forgives you because of your faith in Jesus. And He's he forgets your sin. The, as far as the east is from the west, it's no more. He's not focused on that. So if we're running a race, how many of you like to run races? What happens if you're running the race like this? All right? You're not going to stay in your lane. You're going to stumble, you're going to fall, you're going to hit stuff. And that comes back to our enemy. He's constantly wanting to remind you, you're not good enough. You call yourself a Christian, remember what you did. And that's okay. You say, guess what? I'm covered in the blood of Jesus. That's the path. And now I'm following you. Don't let that bring you down. Move forward. your eyes on Jesus. All
1: right, let's go here. Okay. Colossians 3, 1 through 2. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, died, and your life is not hidden with Christ in God. Some questions is question is will those closer to God are probably further away. You should to get that answer. You should about evaluate your choices in media, evaluate your goals. Don't be on screens as much. That's good.
0: Good work. Good work. So, what's What's, so I love that, when you said not caring uh, about what others think. Because uh, the Apostle Paul, and if you don't know who he is yet, he's a super important dude, uh, started so many churches. Uh, um, just dive into who Paul is, and you'll learn about a lot about Jesus and his letters to the church. Um, but, so he's an important dude in the Bible, and Paul even says, I don't care what others think. And he even says, I don't care even what I think what paul lived and what he cared about was what god thought about himself and so that's that's a good statement that you're not caring what others because you're not gonna have to stand in front of them one day and, and, be, and be judged for them are you no and uh, they're not your, your Lord and savior so good job man i'm very very impressed what's one thing that pretty much each and every one of these scriptures when we're telling you to fix your eyes somewhere, to, to do an intentional direction, right? And all pointing to God, to things of heaven, things not of this world. All of them had that that same focus. So I'm going to have my friend JJ come up here. He's been asking all weekend. Can I, can I, pick me, man, as a volunteer. Finally, I'm like, alright JJ, come on up here. So here you go. So I'm going to trade you glasses for a second, okay? We're going to put yours right here and here's mine on these are just your sta- <sighs> <Hold> on. <laughs> these are I'm, these are just your standard safety goggles all right so there you go so we said it's important that you have th- that you have a, the right lens that you're looking through which we're going to talk for just a couple minutes here in a second about that but it's also important that all these scriptures are saying to stay focused looking to things of heaven right? things of God and not this world because we're distracted and, and something happens when that happens so so here's JJ and JJ is looking ahead straight to Jesus Okay, you're looking to Jesus now you guys raise your hand give me something of this world it doesn't necessarily have to be sinful but if it's something that can pull you and distract you away from Jesus it can be a sin or it can just be a, a distraction that's going to encompass your life and you're no longer focused on Jesus. Yes, right here. Okay, so turn turn your eyes over here and look at mine. Oh, wait, first, I forgot something. Let's just do this. You can't see it. I'm going to give you some pretty Can <laughs> You guys see that? Probably not. Okay, I do really pretty eyes. <laughs> I'm JJ. All right, so Minecraft. So you look, you turn from Jesus, you look at Minecraft. Boom. There's Minecraft Minecraft on your lens now. Okay, somebody over here, give me one. Right here. Your phone, look over here. Boom. Now you're looking at your phone all the time. And your eyes aren't on Jesus. You've been distracted. Okay, give me one back there. Social media, okay? Boom. Big old one right here. There you go. About one over here, right here. YouTube, right here. All right. One more in the back back there yeah what money got my mind on my money my money on my mind all right over here in the back one more what what friends so eyes are all about friends which friends are good but if they're a distraction especially if they're leading you not towards jesus so now now look back at jesus can you see him clearly? Be honest. Can you see John back there clearly? Straight? Yeah, a little bit. You, you kind of have to look around everything else that's on your lens to see him, don't you? Right? Right? All right. But if we clean these off, and you weren't distracted, which I'm not going to do here for on. All right. Then you'd be able to see. But see what distractions. good? Let's give it up for J.J. Let me say a statement. Not all these things are bad in and them of themselves, right? Not these things, friends aren't bad. Minecraft, I'm just going to tell you, I have a pretty cool world. I'm, I'm a stud. Okay, so what, what else wasn't bad? Social media isn't by itself bad, it's how we use it, how we apply it to our lives can be bad. But all of these things are bad if we put them before God. If they are more important to us than God. If they, I asked you a question at the beginning of the weekend, Friday night. Anybody remember what that question was? Anybody? Is Jesus your first love? Is there anything that you love more than Jesus? And these distractions can be those things. They become bad when they become more important and they affect your relationship and they become part of this lens, if you let them, of how you see. Here's a lens that we, we should look through. I would say, first of all, these are just some key points. And I'm going to go through these quickly, because I want to want to do something kind of, I think, is special at the end here. And we only got a few more minutes left. So I'm going to give you some references, and I want you to write these down if you want to want to take this seriously. Biblical worldview. Okay? A biblical worldview, to me, is a starting point. And that means... The lens that you look through the world at, the decisions that you make when you come to a crossroads in life, of how you're going to live as a person, what you're going to believe, biblical worldview. You're looking through the lens of God's Word, and what God's Word says. Because God's Word is good for teaching us, correcting us, getting us back on course. Because this Word, it says in 2 Timothy, he tells us, it's God-breathed. It was written by man, but God told them what to write. God breathed. This is God's word. I love Brian Case back there. I don't know if you stole it from somebody else, but I stole it from you. Do you ever? Anybody here ever want to hear God's voice out loud? Wouldn't that be cool? You want to hear? He says, "Then read your Bible out loud." <laughs> I love that because this is God's word to us, right? Genesis chapter one through eleven. Write that down. If you're taking notes or anything. All you need for a biblical worldview is in Genesis chapter 1 through 11 it's all right there god is our creator he created the world and everything in it seven days he created us in his image he's the creator and then it goes on and establishes even a biblical worldview for our culture our society society you've never read and studied those first 11 chapters of genesis i'm telling you it'll establish that worldview that you should look at everything through it's a great thing and if you pull it apart. In fact, I'd say, you pastors, if you haven't with your group yet, man, teach it. Teach it. Another thing that I would say is found in Romans. It says this I appeal, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. What does that mean? Living sacrifice. Speaking of a sacrifice, you're going to kill your, the animal, right? A sacrifice. Jesus was sacrificed. He died. But a living sacrifice. You're living, but you're a whole being and who you are. You've given over and you've surrendered to God. You are His, and you're going to live life how He has called you to. You're going to follow the prompting of the Holy Spirit in your life and leading. And you're going to be obedient to Him. That your life is no longer yours, but you've surrendered it to Him. Holy, be a sacrifice that is holy and acceptable to God. Live a life focused on Jesus so much that it's like this we offering to God your life. It's pleasing. It's holy to God. And here's an important thing: it says, "Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect." You guys know the difference between transformed and conformed. Here's what I like to say: conformed. I should have had some up here with me. It's like Silly Putty. You guys know what Silly Putty is? Or Play-Doh. Better yet, even Play-Doh. You know what Play-Doh is? Come on, Zach. You don't play with it still, right? Yeah. All right. Play-Doh. If you took Play-Doh and rolled it out and smashed it on your face. Whoa, that got loud. Smashed it on your face and pulled it away, what would it look like? It looked like your face. Or in my case, it would look like Brad Pitt. (laughs) Right? All right. Why is that funny? All right. So that's conform. When our lives are conformed, when things in in our society become acceptable and change, and it's not biblical truth, and pushes us up against us, if we're conformed, we start looking like the world. There are things in this world today that wasn't acceptable in society 20 years ago, 10 years ago, but society is changing, and people are changing with it, and they're conformed. And you're just going with the flow. Transformed is what? I always think of transform Like, who likes knives? Anybody? Into knives? I see some knives. I think of a blade, like a sword. That thing has been forged. It has been changed from what it was into this steel blade. And it's been transformed. And you could smack it against anything, rocks, walls, my abs. It will never dent, right? It will stay how it's supposed to be. Because it's been transformed into something else. And that's what you are. You've been transformed. And you're no longer conformed. Because we live by the truth, which is God. And if you want to focus on Jesus, you got to know what Jesus looks like. Because I'm going to tell you guys, I'm going to end with this. There's so much. I'm so glad I sacrificed things I wanted to say for things that God was saying for you guys. And I gave you more time on that. So I'm kind of... Scattered here at the end because I don't want to eat up. We got to get you, get you out of here on time today. Thank you, buddy. Where was I headed? Oh, I remember. Thank you. That look just woke me up. Here's something that I know. I my hope is for you, and I know that all of your youth pastors, youth workers, counselors, your today, really are doing the same thing. We are. We've got that enemy out there trying to destroy you, trying to trip you up, trying to pull you into traps. We're trying to, we're trying your, to, to stack the cards in your favor by equipping you with God's word and God's truth in your life. Because here's something that's going to happen more and more in your life: you're going to be coming up against some big crossroads because you're growing up and you're becoming more independent. Mom and dad aren't with you all the time. You're going to winter camp by yourself. Maybe you can go on some little trips with your friends by yourself. You can walk across town by yourself whatever it is. Maybe you're not, you don't have as much supervision, you're a little more independent, and it's going to get more and more so until you're fully in charge of your own calendar and time and decisions. And all these decisions you're going to come to are a crossroad. Okay? And crossroad means you can go this way, or you can go that way. And when you have come to a crossroad, name off a crossroad for me, raise your hand. Let's hear some crossroads in life. What's one? Okay, give me a specific, like, thing, like, A crossroads, biking or driving. Okay. What? What do you say? Maple and knees? Oh yeah, that's a that's an intersection. But thanks for playing. Okay, so it is a crossroads. All right. So let me tell you what I'm talking about, so you can pick up what I'm saying. Okay. Someday. Hopefully not yet. If you are, I would say don't wait. Please. Because I believe in dating somebody that you're going to, that you can see yourself marrying. And trust me, nobody here is probably who you're going to marry, right? Odds are. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I know people, but just, so don't be into dating. But someday you're going to maybe date. You're going to go out with a boy and a girl going to go out. And they're going to have dinner and then maybe go to a movie. And then they, at some point they're going to be in, in the car. And then the dude's going to lean over and go. Right? That's a crossroads. How you behave in this relationship you look down one way if you don't see jesus that way go the other way you look down this way and you see jesus it's easy you go where you see Jesus. what glorifies god what glorifies the name of jesus that's the way i'm gonna go does that make sense because i'm gonna tell you if you're a follower of jesus no matter how much it might seem like it's fun or good focus on